Good morning, everybody. We have a mixed trade in the grain markets here early on Monday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. May corn futures up two and a quarter at 5.79 and a half. December corn is up two and a quarter at 4.98 and three quarters. May soybeans down six and a half at 13.96 and a half. November beans are down five cents at 12.58 and a quarter. We've got May Chicago wheat down six at 6.32 and three quarters. May Kansas City wheat is down two and a half at 5.84. May spring wheat is down eight and a half cents at 6.45 and a half. If you guys are listening on the podcast, really appreciate it. Leave me a review if you have not already. Uh, would really appreciate any reviews, any comments that you might have. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel if you have not already. And make sure you hit the like button on these videos if you like the videos. Um, that would really help me out in regard to YouTube to help spread these videos around. And remember, if you need some additional assistance from me, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Go to that website, click on Grain Marketing Plan here in the upper right-hand corner. For $49 a month, I offer a subscription service. It's essentially geared towards farmers. Um, I send my uh, morning email, which is a, a newsletter, out every morning at 6.30 a.m. Central Time. There's a text message service that goes along with that. I offer subscriber-only videos and content where I really get into uh, grain marketing and cash grain marketing, specifically uh, cash sales, capture and carry, that sort of stuff, any sort of consulting that you might need. This is a monthly subscription that, be can that can be canceled at any time, so uh, certainly give that a shot if you have not already. To get into some of the headlines this morning, let's talk about Friday's USDA report just for a second. Uh, no major surprises here, but there were some changes. Uh, USDA increased its demand numbers for corn on the U.S. balance sheet. They increased feed, they increased exports, they increased ethanol. In total, uh, the demand number on the U.S. balance sheet for corn went up by 150 million bushels, which means that the carryout went down. So your new carryout projection for this current marketing year is what, 1.352 billion bushels. That was a little bit below the average trade guess, but certainly not a surprise to anybody. As I said last week, I think that the trade has been for some time now trading a number well below that 1.35. Um, I think they're probably trading something closer to 1.2 billion if I had to guess, but uh, that's that's just an opinion. Now, the number in, in these reports, guys, that probably matters the most grand scheme of things is not just the carryout number. The carryout number is arbitrary. The, uh, the the number that really is the big deal here, in my opinion, is the stocks to use ratio. The projected U.S. stocks to use ratio for U.S. corn uh, for the current marketing year is 9.1%. That would be the tightest since 2013 if realized. So that's, that's the best way, in my opinion, to kind of gauge your supply and demand situation. So for corn, 9.1% is the stock to use ratio being projected um, for this current marketing year, which ends on August 31st. And that would again be the tightest since 2013. So a pretty tight situation, really. When you look at uh, U.S. soybeans, they left the carryout number unchanged at 120 million. They did make some small adjustments, but uh, no adjustment to the carryout projection. Now, when you look at that same stocks to use ratio in beans, 2.6% uh, is what's being projected. And I believe that that's the lowest on record or right on par with 2013. So very, very, very tight in regard to the U.S. soybean situation uh, when it all comes down to it. In wheat, uh, USDA did increase the projection for the uh, the ending stocks for the current marketing year. We went from 836 to 852. We've got a stocks to use ratio in wheat being projected at 40%, which is, is super comfortable.
I mean, no no shortage whatsoever of wheat, no tight supplies, but that's still the tightest wheat number in the U.S. since 2014. So that that if you guys have not paid attention to the stocks-to-use ratio number, it actually matters a lot more, in my opinion, uh, than the outright carryout number. Uh, there was some changes on the global balance sheets as well. Maybe most notably, we saw an increase to the Brazilian soybean crop. They went for, USDA went from 134 last month up to 136 this month, and then they increased the uh, the number for Chinese wheat feeding by 5 million metric tons, which um, resulted in a lower than expected carryout number there. USDA kind of curiously um, did not make any big changes to its Argentina production numbers. A lot of people thought that the Argentina corn and soybean numbers needed to come down. In other news, uh, the U.S. Corn Belt will be mostly dry during the next 10 days, dry and cold, really, relative to normal. The seven-day precipitation map uh, offers very little rainfall for most key corn-growing areas. A couple of exceptions, parts of Kansas, Oklahoma, and Nebraska will see maybe an inch of rain at best over the next seven days. The driest areas of North Dakota are slated to remain dry. There, there are some pockets in the very far uh, uh, northern part of North Dakota that will see rain, and also a, a lot of Canada north of there will see some rain. Temperatures, again, throughout the vast majority of U.S. corn and soybean areas will run well below normal during the next 10 days. There was some there were some weather forecasters out there talking uh, freezing temperatures for for some of the Midwest and and some of the Southern Plains here this week. I don't see that not in the GFS model this morning, but uh, that's something that a uh, few people have tossed around. Russia's wheat crop may be improving. Well-followed group ICAR raised its estimate for the Russian wheat crop to 81 million metric tons from 79.8 previously. Another group, Econ, went up to 80.7. Uh, their previous estimate was 79.3. USDA's had the crop at 85.3 for a while. Uh, for reference, Russia's largest crop on record of 85.2 was harvested in 2018. So it doesn't look like a record crop in Russia, but uh, could be a, a better crop than perhaps we had expected. Uh, Fed Reserve Chair Jerome Powell was on 60 Minutes last night, and this was a really good interview. You should go and find it and watch it if you did not see it. Um, in general, Powell discussed a number of topics. He cited the resurgence of COVID as perhaps the biggest risk to the economy, but he also believes at the same time that growth and hiring will gain momentum in the coming months. Uh, Powell, Powell said that the Fed is not about to change its policies anytime soon. Uh, they're going to keep short-term rates near zero. They're going to keep uh, monthly bond purchases intact. Powell kind of downplayed infa inflation fears, but said that the Fed would raise rates if it became a problem. He said that temporary inflation is a possibility. Uh, this is the quote, we don't want inflation to go up material materially above 2% and go back to the bad old inflation days, referring to the 1970s. Uh, in maybe similar news, on Friday, we saw PPI data out, and it was much bigger than expected. The monthly producer price index for March showed an increase of 1% versus expectations near 0.4%. So PPI number went up uh, double, essentially, what traders had expected. Um, PPI measures the change in prices on the producer side, and those uh, increases, if there are increases, typically appear in the CPI data over time as producers essentially pass off, pass off costs to consumers. PPI is up 4.2% year over year. Now, the CPI number is what the Fed uses to gauge inflation, and CPI, I think, is at like 1.7%, and I've discussed a lot of this in, in the past. Um, inflation is not 1.7%, in my opinion, and this is not just my opinion. This is the opinion of a lot of people. I mean, you look at things like um, real estate, you look at food costs, you look at just about any asset out there, and they're not up 1.7%. They're up much, much more than that. So, um, 
this is uh, perhaps something that that could increase inflation worries. Uh, hasn't had a big effect on the market. Fund traders are record long or, or near record long the corn market. Uh, the number week over week actually didn't change a whole lot, but traders estimate that large money managers were net long 418,000 contracts as of Friday's close. So funds are holding um, a near record long or record long in the corn market, um, a hefty net long in the soybean market, and a modest net long in the SRW wheat market. I have fund tracker charts uh, in this morning's newsletter for uh, subscribers. Cattle market, uh, we've seen a nice improvement in cash cattle as high as 125 in the Western Corn Belt on Friday. For the week, we were 120 to 125, most of it near 123. The box beef market has been very, very strong, uh, was up again on Friday. In the outside markets here this morning, we've got the Dow Jones down 50 points, the S&P's down six, gold's down seven bucks, U.S. dollars down just a little bit, crude oil is up 78 cents, back over 60 bucks, 60.11 in the May WTI. We've got the bonds about flat. If you guys need some more information from me, uh, shoot me an email, info at standardgrain.com. Everyone have a great week. I'll talk to you a little bit later.